All right, guys, we're back. We're going to try to finish up this particular section with the person of the Antichrist. And basically, we see in Revelation chapter 13, and that's what 13 is all about. Once again, to recap that verses one through 10 is dealing with the Antichrist himself, how that he has been empowered with the powers of Satan that allows him to do incredible things. That is reflect very quickly back on chapter 11 to kill the two prophets that nobody else could kill and also to gather the kingdoms of the world under his dominion, under the Antichrist dominion, because he has been given that authority and power from Satan, the Antichrist's literal father himself, and therefore Satan has empowered his son to rule the world. Okay. So now let's, let's finish out this particular section. So the last time we were here, we were talking about the time that was given to the antichrist. That is, he was given for the remainder of the tribulation period, the tribulation, seven years broken up into two, three and one half year periods. First three and a half years. We saw the false. We saw the two prophets, the true prophets, <laughs> prophets of God, Antichrist kills them midpoint for the remainder of those three and a half years, combining three and a half plus three and a half is seven. But for the remainder of the three and a half years, which is which is called the Great Tribulation, the Antichrist rules over the entire planet. Now he will be making war with other nations, but in the end, those nations, ten kingdoms on the beast, okay the 10 diadems, diadems, in the end, those leaders of the 10 kingdoms, the whole world will be divided into 10 kingdoms, will submit to the authority of the Antichrist and he will have rule over the whole world. So let's continue to talk. Verse number six is where we left off. And he opened his mouth in blasphemies against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle, that is, those who dwell in heaven. So we're continuing to look at the person of the Antichrist. Remember, this is Satan's son. He acknowledges that he is Satan's son. He has received the authority and the power from his father. Okay, that's what we've been talking about in chapter 13. He acknowledges this as the son of Satan, son of the dragon, so therefore, the true God, let me just simply say it this way. He don't want nothing to do with God. He hates God. He hates everything about God. And that's what you see in verse number six. So what does the Antichrist do? He opens his mouth in blasphemies. Remember when I told you, when you see the word blasphemies here in this context, referring to the Antichrist, the whole idea is whatever it is about God, I hate, that's what he's saying. Against God, notice, against blaspheme his name. See it now? Because the whole issue is, who is the true God? Remember, the people were worshiping through the worship of the Antichrist. They worshiped Satan. So therefore, they are worshiping the name of Satan. So God, he hates. The name of God, he hates. The tabernacle. That is the tabernacle of God in heaven. 
Okay? He hates those who dwell in heaven. Consistent. And, and, and I would love to talk about this at detail, but the Bible doesn't give a lot of specifics when it talks about the tabernacle and those who dwell in heaven. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Why well, I would love it. I wish I, I wish the scriptures would have talked about it. But as a whole, it speaks of it in general. But let me tell you what's in my thoughts. Remember, before the tribulation begins, the rapture of the church must take place. And when the church is raptured, those that's now those of us who are believers in Jesus right now. When we are raptured, we will be taken into heaven itself. The world will be left to explain that event. How will you explain that? So I'm not going to get into much of a speculation about that. So the Antichrist, I think he has to say, he has to say something about it. And it's, and it's whatever he says about those who are no longer here, because remember the whole issue of the rapture is the sudden disappearance. That's it. You got to explain it. He'll explain it with hatred. So I think it probably has to do with that. But nevertheless, the whole idea is everything that has to do with God, he hates. Seven, it was also given to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them and authority over every tribe and people and tongue and nation was given to him. Let me go to verse number eight. And all who dwell on the earth will worship him. I tell you what, let me stop. Sorry. Let me go back. Just deal with verse number seven. It was given to him to make war. Are you noticing the language that is continually being used? Those are passive tense verbs that are being used here in the Greek. Uh, which is a passive tense of the verb to give. It was given. So therefore, all the reference is continually being made back to Satan. Where did the Antichrist receive power and authority from his father, Satan, the devil, the dragon that we've been talking about in verse number one. But he was given given to him to make war with the saints. So we said, remember when we left off in chapter 12, a few videos ago, we were talking about how the dragon, after he was defeated in the great war with Michael, went off to make war with the rest of the children of the woman, the Jewish people in particular there, but also, also all of God's people, all of God's people, Gentiles as well. Okay. So here's where we see this event taking place. Here's now the fulfillment of that. How is the dragon uh, uh, persecuting the woman's children who keep the word of God right there? with the Antichrist, through the Antichrist. He makes war with the saints. Saints are the holy people. So the idea here is these are saved people. And so that you'll get it really good. I want you to get the picture in color, not black and white. <laughs> he went off to make war with the saints. As we will see later on, it'll be provided in, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, latter part of this chapter when we will see the antichrist and allow me to be premature so that you'll get this picture he'll cause everybody to receive a mark that's all about his name and the whole point of that is 
you are acknowledging that the Antichrist is the Christ, the Lord. So therefore, remember, everybody is worshiping the beast and worshiping Satan, the dragon. The, the 666 is all about an acknowledgement and as well as allowing you to trade, shop and things. Like that. But we don't want to get in that part. But the point is, you receive the mark of the beast. It is an acknowledgement that you accept him as God, as God, and you are worshiping him. Okay. Everybody who does not receive the mark, who rejects the mark, won't receive the mark, are acknowledging Jesus is Lord and God the Father is truly God. These are the saints, whether they be Jews who have now gotten saved, because at this period, all Jews are saved, or the remaining Gentiles who are believing, rejecting the Antichrist and believing in true Jesus. These are the saints here. And it's during this period that the devil is using the Antichrist to destroy the people of God. So if you are not worshiping Satan, he is seeking not to convert you, but to kill you and notice and overcome them. That's the idea. Now, what you also have to see is this, even though Satan is empowering the Antichrist to do these things, it is by the permissive will of God. So what you have to see in the text is the Antichrist is not just simply going on a rampage, killing God's people, but God is also allowing this because always remember God is sovereign. You can't do anything to God's people unless God permits it. God is permitting the death and persecution of his people. Okay. So, and allow me to make us an aside right here. Since right now, as of the making of this video, the rapture of the church has not come. You want to know Jesus as your own personal Lord and Savior before the time of the rapture so that you don't have to be involved in this. So why? So that say, for instance, the rapture comes. when the rapture comes, the next prophetic event is this. The Antichrist will rise to power and say, for instance, you say, and I can remember what the Bible said, what I used to hear those people talking about the Antichrist. I'm not going to accept the mark of the beast. I'm not going to worship the Antichrist. I ain't going to hell. I'm going to hold to Jesus. Okay. That's a good thing for you. But if you hold for Jesus at this time, it would be the worst persecution on God's people that you have ever seen. You will most likely pay for your faith in Jesus with your life, the Antichrist will seek to kill you. He is going to try to kill you. So all I'm saying is this, in, in, in just a practical thing that I'm trying to do in teaching. Teaching the Bible just so you can understand the Bible means nothing. It's not to make you smart, but it's to make you wise unto salvation. That's what the scripture is for. So you hear these things. You hear these things so that you can respond to the gospel now and don't be involved in all of this stuff. No need. But anyway, let me go back. I don't want to get emotional about that. Get saved now. Respond to gospel now. And here is the gospel. Jesus is Lord. 
God from heaven. God made flesh. He lived a righteous life. He died for our sins. And God raised him from the dead on the third day. And he sits at the right hand of heaven. If you believe that, with all your heart, if you believe that, you are saved and you will not see these things. But anyway, so I'm going back. The saints and overcome them and authority over every tribe, people, tongue and nation was given to him. So in saying all of that, all he's simply saying is this authority. Now you see he rules the world. He don't rule one part of the world. He rules what? Every tribe, every people, every language, whatever. I don't care what country you're from, what language you speak, every nation that he rules the world. You cannot escape the dominion and authority of the Antichrist. So let's continue. All who, all who dwell on the earth will worship him. Now notice the language. Everyone whose name has not been written from the foundation of the world in the book of the life of the lamb who has been slain. Now let me say, so now we see worldwide worship of this, of Satan's son. Who will worship him? Everybody, everybody. The only exception are for people who are believers in Jesus. And the name, and what it talks about the believers of Jesus, those whose name have not, who, whose name are written in the foundation, in the book of the Lamb, book of life of the Lamb who has been slain. So people who are believers in Jesus. So there's only going to be two people, two peoples in the world. Those who are believing in Jesus, who are going to be hunted down and sought after by the Antichrist to be killed. And those who believe in the Antichrist, that he is God. Notice what it said. They worship him. They worship. So if you are worshiping, you believe that this man is God on earth. Okay. So that would be the other group. They'll be worshiping the Antichrist as God. Now, let me say something here since I am here. Whose name has not been written from the foundation of the world in the book of life of the lamb who has been slain. I'm going to just hit it very briefly because I, I don't have, we're talking about Revelation 13. Names written. These are saints of God. But notice when their names were written. First of all, book of life. That is those who are saved. Okay, those who will be saved from the foundation of the world. These people, even in the tribulation, are known by God by name before he ever created the world. So imagine that. And I don't want to go off on a tangent there, but because it's here, there is no world. There's no world, but there is a book. Book of all those who will be saved. And guess what? That book is complete. There are no names to be taken away. No names will be added. All the names are there. And it is the names of those who are saved. So if you're saved, your name was in that book before you were ever born. But I'm not going to get into that. Enough said. Moving. Nine and ten. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is destined for captivity, 
to captivity he goes. If anyone kills with the sword, with the sword, he must be killed. Here is the perseverance and the faith of the saints. So he gives notice. If anyone has an ear to hear, let him hear. This is a statement of solemnity. Solemn, solemnity. <laughs> Can I just say solemnness then? <laughs> it's a solemn statement. Okay. Because of the importance of what's going on, the, the rise of the Antichrist is going to change the world itself. It's going to turn the world upside down. Later on, you're going to see the scripture talks about he, cha he changes the times. He changes the laws. That means he turns the world upside down. The world's going to do one thing. What he said, like he said, all freedoms will be suspended. You will do one thing. What he says, but nevertheless, that's why we see verse number nine. Listen, God is trying to get our attention and says, this guy's going to be a bad dude. But let me finish. Anyone has an, if anyone is destined for captivity, captivity, he goes. This is just simply a language of retribution. That's all. Destined for captivity, captivity. Killed with the sword, you must be killed. This is the language that those, remember, we just got through talking about this. The persecution, the Antichrist, and, and, and here's what you have to see as well. As the Antichrist is seeking to kill and, uh, all of the Christian people, he's not going to be by himself. There will be other people helping him out, okay? Other people, and that's when you see Jesus talks about, and I've talked about this earlier, when Jesus talks in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, I do believe, he gathers the Gentile nations to himself, and he judges them for how they treated his brethren. I was hungry. I was cold and naked. I was in prison. Some of them, the, the sheep, you did good. You helped me out. Goat on the left, you didn't do good at all. And therefore, I'm going to punish you. Okay. So here we have the language of retribution because those saints who have been, per who are now being in the tribulation, great tribulation, persecuted by the Antichrist and those that follow him, they will not, their deaths and their persecution will not go unanswered by God. And that's what he's talking about. So if, if you persecute the people of God, lead them to captivity, you will be led into captivity. If you kill the people of God, kill with the sword, you will be killed with the sword. Okay. But nevertheless, and he gives a word of comfort as he talks, as he brings this section to the end about the person of the Antichrist alone, just the person of the Antichrist. Next section talking about the false prophet. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's the false prophet, but it's going to call him the second beast. But as he ends this section, he gives a word of comfort to God's people who will be suffering incredibly during this time. And that's why he says here is the perseverance and the faith of the saints. Why Perse perseverance? under great cruelty, beings running, hiding. You can't buy food. You can't pay your light bill. You can't buy clothes. Why? Because if you don't have the mark of the beast, you can't buy or sell. And if you know, if you allow the world to identify you, that joke over there, all the world will worship the beast. Everybody whose name, that means he's worshiping the beast. He finds out that you're a Christian. He gonna say, there's one, get him, kill him, kill him. And so now what do you do? You're starving to death. You can't live life. 
And that's what you're going to see later on. Okay, allow me to do it since I'm here. Since I'm here. Now we'll get into it later. With the false prophet, this second beast that's coming up. The, the mark that you can't buy or sell. Think about it. No Amazon shopping. You know, you're going to have to need to have the number of the beast somewhere attached to you, about you. You cannot buy or sell. You go to the grocery store. You need to buy food. The first thing they look for, well, where's the mark? You need to pay your bills. Okay, we need to have evidence of your mark. So how do you live? You can't, and if people find out that you are saint, they're going to try to kill you. Person, now you, here is the perseverance of the saints. So he's saying to his people, hold on. I know things are absolutely bad. Hold on to your faith that Jesus is the Messiah, not this false man. Okay. And the, that's what it means by faith of the saints. Our faith is that we believe that Jesus is Lord. Hold on. I know things are difficult. I know things are hard and that's a euphemism, but just hold on. Okay, guys, we're going to stop here again with our teaching in Revelation 13. Now, the next time we come back, we're going to talk about the false prophet who will be the third member of this unholy trinity and how he is being used by Satan to cause the world to worship the Antichrist, whom himself is causing all worship to be given to Satan. See you next time.